as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast. My name is Derek. Just uh, so good to have you joining me today for this episode. Um, always uh, a delight just to be able to sit down and push record and uh, just share some thoughts and uh, just kind of expound on on some things that the Lord is is leading me to and, and showing me. Um, hope you're having a good summer so far. It seems like summer just flies by as soon as it starts. It's it almost feels like it's over. The, the, the every year of my life it, it goes that way. Um, and uh, we're in the, the middle of June as recording this and looking to kind of wrap up a series here this, this week and next week that we're doing and then jump into some new content in July. Not exactly sure what that will all look like just yet. Trying to get um, my my bearings, had uh, some vacation time, some ministry time kind of all wrapped up into a, a trip here in the beginning of June, end of May. And so just coming back off of that and getting just diving right back into things and and getting ready for, for what God has next. Um, appreciate your prayers for, for just good, uh, just for things to come together for, for a good summer, uh, doing ministry things, doing Shows, going to churches, coffee houses, places like that, festivals, um, opportunities to, to lead in worship and some songs and, and share my heart. And so that's a really big part of, of what I do, uh, I guess under the title of, of just Derek Charles Johnson, that being the, the, the music side of things, these podcasts being under as bold as lines and just some other things that, that go along with that. So. Segwaying into where we are headed today, um, this short three-part series, we're just looking at a psalm a week. It's titled Summer of Psalms. You probably see that. Our, uh, we're landing on Psalm 66. This time, title is We Recognize, We Remember, We Reach Out. That'll make some sense as we go along. Um, but it's just been a, a, a cool way to kind of do a mini Bible study of sorts throughout each one of these episodes. And just kind of helps me to chart out these passages, um, gain some application that perhaps I wouldn't normally get. Don't know about you, but when I read a passage in the Bible, even going back over it again, there's a lot of times where if I don't stop and slow down, um, maybe have a pen handy, uh, highlight or something. I just find I miss things. I miss a lot of what maybe God is trying to say to me because I don't, I don't take the time to, to really dig into it. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do through these 
these passages of, of Summer of Psalms is really kind of hitting that pause button and just saying, let's just read through something and look at some some main topics that would come out and and see where the Lord leads it. Um, you know, things like commentaries are helpful. Hearing someone preach a sermon on a, a passage, that helps. But I think we can gain a lot of insight on our own that we don't always have to lean on those things um, if we just take the time to wait upon the Lord and hear what he's saying to us in a text. Sometimes that's just pausing even before you start and say, God, I'm going to open your word now. What do you want to say to me through it? Help me to just get everything that you have for me right now and to not be so impatient or rushed to to kind of move past something when you're when you're saying no there's something here for you and I want you to see it uh, mentioned last time but you know we could go over any of these psalms again and again keep going back and finding more and I think it's just the the fact that there's this unending well of truth in God's word that he has for us and that's why it says his, his word is living and active. And there's still something for us today, just as much as when it was written thousands of years ago. And what other book can do that? What other religion or belief system can claim that? Only the Bible, only Christianity, as far as I'm concerned, has that claim and that power. And so every time we, we, that, that holy act of opening God's word and reading it, every time we do that, there's something waiting for us. It's powerful. So as we dive in today, I'm going to read Psalm 66 just in its entirety, kind of like we've been doing each week. Um, and again, this, this title, we recognize, we remember, we reach out. That's, those are from our main points today. So, Kind of keep that in the back of your mind as we're we're reading through this. Um, so we're going to start out. This is the English Standard Version, the ESV, Psalm 66. The title of this, as you go into it, says, How Awesome Are Your Deeds? It says, To the Choir Master, A Song, A Psalm, A Song, A Psalm. So this was sung, uh, put to music. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Selah. Come and see what the Lord, what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I'll come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you. 
that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer to you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Selah. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly, God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. That's 20 verses there, Psalm 66. And as we move forward, we're jumping around a little bit uh, with the points that I have, kind of back and forth throughout this passage. Sometimes it just kind of follows a a natural um, outline, just point one, point two, point three uh, through the whole thing. But some of this is kind of interspersed and and, uh, weaved back and forth throughout the whole 20 verses. Um, So some main themes that we can discuss, we can draw out of this. The first of which is we recognize. We recognize that God is worthy of praise. It says, shout for joy to God, all the earth. Verse 2, sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Jumping down to verse 4, all the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. And the word selah, selah at the end of that. This passage leads out in praise. It starts there. It starts right at the top. Um, and that's common to a lot of other psalms. Um, kind of a, a place where where they begin. May not always stay in that that posture. Uh, I mean, I guess you could say the whole thing is is praise is praise unto the Lord. But sometimes it's just more of a deliberate praise the Lord kind of a a call to to praise, and that really seems like where this psalm starts. And what does that look like? Well, it's, there's some things describing it: shout for joy, singing. Um, and in the audience, it's it's all the earth. It's calling the whole earth, all of creation, to to give praise to the Lord. And there's a couple of verses here that I love specifically because they're pointing out why God is worthy of praise. Um, verse nine, He's He's kept us alive. He's not allowed our feet to slip. So there's that aspect of like, hey, God is 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 keeping us. Um, He's holding us. He's he's watching over us. So naturally, we should praise him. We should worship him. Uh, verse three, I love as well. His power is so great that even his enemies come cringing to him. And I love the ESV how it's like this word cringing. His enemies, um, literally, other translations are talking about crawling to him, cowering before him, um, submission to the Lord. So. Again, he's worthy of praise because his own enemies, he's so powerful, they, they are subdued. And if we know we are with the Lord, those, those enemies of his are, are our enemies as well, and they have to literally bow at the name of the Lord. God is worthy of praise, and we recognize this. And the psalmist reminds us that we should have this posture before him of, of just giving him thanks and praise. 
And kind of like last time we were in Psalm 65, we know that he has established the earth, he hears our prayers, he sustains the earth, all of that kind of drawing us into an aspect of worship. Um, we, we know this, and therefore it reminds us that he's worthy. And it kind of puts us in a proper um, relationship to the Lord, knowing like he has done all these things. He is worthy. We're, we're humble. We're, um, you know, without his, his hand upon our lives, we, we really can do nothing apart from him. We, we can do nothing. And so it, it just brings us into a greater awareness of our need for him and of how wonderful he is. So we recognize this is our first point that we recognize God is worthy of praise. Jumping into our second point, we next we remember, we remember the deeds he has done. So um, some verses behind this, uh, five, six, and seven, come and see what, the, what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Um, then saying he turned the sea into dry land, they passed through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves again. Selah. Selah or Selah. I'm, I'm going to say it both ways, I guess. But um, at the end of that little, uh, uh, those verses as well. This tells me. Just reading just even those three verses, and there's more throughout the passage, but it must be uh, a posture of remembrance, that we have to be a people of remembering. Looking back and seeing God's hand upon our lives should be a practice that marks our faith. And what the psalmist is doing here is he's going back to that Red Sea moment of deliverance, something that so marked and defined them as a people, Israel as a people, God turning the sea into dry land, something that we could never do. Again, it's that humility saying, you know, God, you can do, you alone can do this. You alone can deliver. And that moment gave Israel their freedom. Physically, they were, they were in bondage. They were people enslaved. They were under Egyptian rule uh, for some 400 years. And once they cross over the Red Sea and their enemies are literally, um, the waves come back in and, and the Egyptian army and the chariots and everything are just drowned in that sea under that the weight of that those crashing waves again. Israel is on the other side and they are free. And just think of that moment of like, 400 years of bondage, and then all of a sudden, God parts the, the waters. You walk through, the, the enemy pursues, but the waters come back in, and they are no more. And I, I just, of course, have to make the application to ourselves that we were once spiritual captives to sin. And we once had no inheritance. We stood uh, with a Red Sea um, in front of us, a gulf between us and the Lord, a gulf between us and and where we were really meant to be. But he came in and parted those waters for us so that we could walk across to him. And that's through Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross. He made a way for us to be free. 
So once again, we have to remember, we have to go back, I think, to those moments in our lives where we see God's hand, especially that initial moment where we confess Christ and we truly became saved, where we trusted in him for the first time. And then we have to be able to not only for ourselves recognize those that point and that significance and that meaning, but be able to then share it as our testimony. So we remember, and that sharing aspect leads us into our last point, which is we reach out. We recognize, we remember, we reach out and tell others about the Lord. So skipping around, like I said, we're going to skip a little bit here. Verse 5, it says, Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of man. Talked about that a little bit already. Verse 16, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. So come and see, come and hear. He's he's setting kind of the table for, for folks to say, hey, I've got this great feast to, to share with you, if you would come and, and take part of it. Similar to Psalm 34, 8, which says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blesses the man who takes refuge in him. If uh, just a side note, if you're interested, I did a um, a podcast on Psalm 34, and that was last summer, I believe, in the summer of Psalms from uh, our last uh, time through. So, just something you can go back and listen to if you if you're interested. But really, this is the psalmist just saying to us, "Hey, check this out." See if this God truly is God. You know, we tell others about God and, and they can see our lives up close and maybe they understand a lot about him and through about him through us, through observation. But it's not until someone takes that initial step for themselves that they catch a glimpse of who God truly is in their own life. You can't really live vicariously as a Christian through somebody else. You you have to experience it yourself. You have to walk with him yourself. And for those of us in this um, state of we reach out, of reaching out, we have to be obedient. We are to tell. We are to show. The come in here, come and see aspect. Um, the Holy Spirit then is the one who does the actual convicting and drawing in of their heart, convicting them of their sin, um, gently as he does, but, but showing them who Jesus is. And, and we can, we can, like I said, kind of set the table for that. We can, we can put everything out so it's ready for them to partake, but it's really up to them to sit down and, and, and feast upon his goodness in that way. By the end of this passage, um, the psalmist, which we, just doing a little bit of research, probably David in my Bible, it didn't specifically say David on this one, like it does with a lot of other ones, but, um, experts are assuming it probably was him. Yeah. By the end, he's bearing his heart. He's bearing his soul. And just to listen to that once again, these last, um, 17 through 20, the last few verses of this Psalm, he says, I cried to him with my mouth and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened, but truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. 
Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. So he's saying, I sought the Lord. He heard me. He did not reject me. He did not turn his face away from me. He loves me. It's as though he's bearing witness. He's, he's kind of just saying, all of this can be yours as well. It's not just for me. You can find hope and, and freedom, and, and you can have this joy like I have. Come and see. Come and hear. So we reach out. We tell others about the Lord. And that's kind of where I end these three points is just we recognize, recognize he's worthy of praise. We, um, we remember we remember the deeds, the things he has done, those Red Sea moments in our own lives. And then from there, we're propelled to reach out. And we reach out and tell others about the Lord. So as I close this today, this kind of shorter podcast, um, I hope it's a blessing to you. And I hope it just reminds you of, of these truths today. Perhaps this is just all yes and amen for you the whole way through. And that's great. Um, especially points one and two, maybe you're just like, I, I recognize he's worthy and I remember what he has done for me. Those things are fresh in my mind. Those things I, I come back to, um, regularly and, uh, I'm grateful for all that. And if I can just remind you or just encourage you, can you then take that and tell someone else about it and share that truth that you found? Really, that's where the next step is for us, that that we don't just um, take all that into ourselves, but we're reaching out. We're continually drawing people through the Holy Spirit to, to come and see, to come and hear. There's someone else who might hear this and say, well, I, I've not tasted, I've not yet experienced this goodness. And you may have some questions, you may have some doubts, you may say, well, is he, is he truly good? Or you might say, well, you know, these stories about Israel, they're, they're great and all, but, you know, there's, they're thousands of years old. Are they, are they really true? How much of this is this kind of mythological, you know, um, just tall tales that have grown over time? How do I know? How do I know for myself? And here's where I think the rubber meets the road for anyone that's just struggling to take that next step, who has, has kind of been exposed to all this stuff, kind of knows what the, the message is here, but still has not stepped over that line of faith to say, yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready to trust you, Jesus. It's really, you know, myself anyone else in your life, we can, we can only point to what he's done and I can share with you, you know, other podcasts specifically that I've, I've put out there, blogs, things, um, that I've shared in my own life of, of, of his own Red Sea type of, uh, crossing the Jordan, you know, those types of moments in my life. But, I can, I can only point you to those things to, to see what, what he's done for me. It's up to you to really experience it on your own with the simple act of faith. Romans 10, 17 says, though then, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Do we have the faith to hear the word of God and then respond in obedience by trusting him? 
And that's where I leave this discussion today. And if you have more questions, if you're curious about just this Jesus and the Bible and all these things, then I would love to talk with you further, keep this conversation going. If you just need encouragement as a a, a person who's already um, reaching out and remembering and, and all these things that you've already kind of um, agreed upon, if you just need encouragement, I'd love for you to, uh, to, to hit me up and, and keep talking as well. You know, there's a lot more in the passage, even as I'm going back and reading it for this podcast, I'm like, there's just so much more meat here that I, I haven't even addressed and, and gotten into. And I guess I would use that as a, uh, an encouragement to you to say, hey, get your notepad out. Get your Bible out. Look at Psalm 66 and, and dig in a little bit more and see what God says to you through it. Maybe there's another layer on top of this that that he brings you to um, even after what we've talked about. And uh, it's just amazing how we we find that in God's word as we as we um, experience it and as we we take it in again and again and again. As always, I love you guys. I love walking this journey with you. And a closing out from our theme verse in Ephesians. This is Ephesians five fifteen through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. I pray that you come back next time as we finish out this short Summer of Psalms series. We've got one more. We'd love to have you join me. Take care. God bless. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share and head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content. God bless.